All right, everybody. Somebody go ahead and start the music. to the Prof. JC Leadership Podcast, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. And I'm so grateful you joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. The professor is in. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. I hope that you are doing well. I hope you've had a great week. Started off the 4th of July and uh, one of my personal favorite days of the entire year. And, uh, and here we are Friday already. It was a short week. And next week we'll get back into it. I, I don't know about you, <laughs> but over holiday weekends, I tend to eat more than I should. And I certainly did that. And so this week I've been trying to get back on the saddle here, and but but it's always hard for me. I, I, I typically work in Monday through Sunday increments, and if I hit something wrong on a Monday, it's really hard to get back on the saddle the rest of the week. So I'm, I'm, I'm going public and telling you I'm, I'm doing everything I can to commit to eating better, to being better, uh, especially after the 4th of July weekend. What, um, you know, this is just part of what we do, right? We eat m- more ice cream than we should, uh, ribs and chicken and potato chips and soda and all that other junk food but you know it's fun it's fun you know it's it's part of uh i i guess it's all part of the experience right it's all part of the holiday experience so i'm i'm trying to get back on the saddle this week i've been trying to and i'm looking forward to this weekend because it'll really set me up and and i'm excited to get into next week and really get back on the saddle 100 so uh that being said today i don't even know where this is going to go to be honest with you I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but um, I wanted to talk about fatherhood. It, it's it's an important subject for us to talk about, and you know I guess you know this could be for the men on here, but I'd say it, it's, it's 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 for the women too. Maybe we should say parenthood, not just fatherhood. But I guess the reason why I'm bringing this up is because. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You hear me say that sentence a lot. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast today. I listen to a ton of podcasts. There's one gentleman in particular, and once I start getting to a new format, probably later on this year or next year, I start doing some interviews, and I'm trying to find a co-host and try to figure out who that might be that I can have a co-host with on a regular basis. I'd love to find another man who's out there that we can kind of, you know, uh, talk about leadership and kind of what's going on in the world and so so I'm trying to find that but one of the interviews I really want to have is a gentleman by the name of Patrick Bet David he's kind of a an online mentor for me I really like this guy and maybe he'll hear this podcast and say hey I'll be on you know I'll be on the Prof JC leadership podcast but I really like him and uh, so he's got uh, he's got you know different podcasts so I listen to a lot of his stuff and he's all over the place he's got self-help he's got finance uh, he'll have, um, you know, a government 
agents, not government agents, that's not the best way to put it, government workers, politicians, would-be politicians, wannabe politicians. He has those kind of people on his uh, on his podcast. They, he tends to be a little bit more right-leaning. He moved from California to Texas to Florida, right? So he just moved right into the thick of it. But, you know, hey, I grew up in the Midwest. I get, I, I get where he's coming from, and I actually agree with him on a lot of things. So, um, so, so anyway, I listened to a lot of his podcast. And he was on a podcast the other day, and he was talking about something, uh, and he was talking about fatherhood, and something came out about how great fathers tend to not be really great, or excuse me, great men tend to not be great fathers. So that was one. And then I was actually, I scrolled over and, and I saw another podcast. It was Joe Rogan, and he had on his uh, podcast episode that day, Ryan Holiday. And I think it was a recent episode that they actually have put together, Ryan Holiday and uh, Joe Rogan. And they were talking about Marcus Aurelius and meditations. You know, so if you know anything about Ryan Holiday, he is a Stoic. He's a modern day Stoic. And so he talks a lot about Stoicism. And so Marcus Aurelius is one of the uh, people that he speaks about a lot. His book called Meditations, which was more like a personal journal, never imagined that that it was going to turn into what it did. But then they started talking about Marcus Aurelius's life and how even his son, I think it was his son, turned out to not be a good person. And so the question uh, that was asked at the very, it was like the end of this little cut, because I think I, I saw it on YouTube and it was just like this little 14 minute cut that, that came out of the entire interview, which was probably like a two hour, two to three hour, you know, you know conversation. But what came out of it was um, at the very end, Joe Rogan asked the question, he says, why are all these, why are these great men not good fathers? And uh, Ryan Holiday just said, well, I, I think it's just, I think it's because they're busy. And, and then it cut off. So I didn't get to hear any more of that. I need to go back and listen to the full podcast. But that resonated with me because I'm thinking about, um, you know, if I were to be transparent with you, I would say this, that I love my father deeply. He gave me an opportunity uh, beyond amazing, you know, a life beyond amazing just by bringing me to this country. I was adopted from South America brought over from Ecuador, brought to a place, a city by the name of Marion in the state called Indiana, the Hoosier state. But I, I, you know, I've had to do most of my growing on my own and I've been, I've been lucky. I've been so lucky. That's why I'm so, I'm so in love with this country. I've been lucky to have so many mentors, male and female who've come along in my journey, who've helped me become the person I'm trying to become. I've just been so incredibly lucky. But I would say that I didn't get a lot of that from my own father. And, and I don't say that with anger. I've, I've done the work eight years in counseling sessions, coaching sessions. You know, I've, I've, I've learned to, to put that behind me. We all do the best we can with the tools we have at the time. So I'm not angry about it, but it's just the reality. I've had to figure it out on my own. But because of that, I made a lot of really piss poor decisions in my late 20s or excuse me, my late teens and, and my 20s. And I hurt a lot of people, you know. And I regret that. Uh, I'm lucky to say that in my early 40s, life is certainly turning around. It's much better today than what it ever was. Uh, but there are a lot of regrets there. And uh, I never have, even to this day, if I'm honest with you, you know, when I'm getting ready to make a decision, I, you know, I've got to rely on mental models, why I like to talk about it a lot, mental models. And, and uh, you know, sometimes if I can't figure it out myself, I'll reach out to a friend of mine or, you know, usually some, some male friends of mine and it kind of brings that that sense of fatherhood there. And so that's always a good thing as well. Um, 
But, but I sell that to say this, that great men make lousy fathers. And, but, but it seems like not just great men, because I'd also say this with my own father. He, he had a life that I think he would even say he's, his mindset is, is going down more today. He's got Parkinson's degree, um, par, Parkinson's disease, not degree. He's got Parkinson's d- disease. But he had setback after setback after setback after setback in life really wrestled his entire life. And I would not say the history books would say this about him. I would say that I don't think even if you Googled his name, you would find much about him. Uh, He would not be what you would term as a great man. And he wrestled in his role as a father. So again, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's interesting to me that there are men who are great and they're not great fathers. There are men who are not great and they're not great fathers. And there are men who are not great, who are great fathers, right? Like I think, and I think I wrote this down somewhere. I don't know if it was in my journal or if it was in my notes on my phone, but I talked about there are three different categories, right? You can be a great man and a great father, which those seem, those seem to be a little bit rare. Uh, they seem to be rarer. You can be a great man and not a great father, or you can be a not great man and a not great father, right? So obviously what we want to be is great, man, great father, but that is, that's kind of few and far between. And history is um, repeat with uh, fathers who were great, who had sons that were messed up. And a matter of fact, on this podcast, I was listening to the other day, they were using the current royal family here in 2022, the current royal family as an example of great parents, messed up children. And I think they're talking about Charles and, you know, uh, the whole crew, Andrew, you know, they're not talking about William, you know, Prince William and Prince Harry. I'm sure somebody could make an argument out there for one of those, <laughs> the one we all like, right? Uh, you know, we like we like both of them, but you, you get what I'm saying, the cool one. But I think they're talking about the children of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. And the point they were trying to make is that, you know, these people are out there trying to build their world. They're trying to build an empire. They're trying to make an impact. They're trying to impact the world. And so it's hard to do both. It's hard to be a great father and to be a person who's impacting the world at the same time. At least that's what the, that's what the pervasive, uh, there's even an article I've got in front of me and it's called Great Men So Often Make Lousy Fathers. It was written by Richard Cohen in the New York Daily News. And this was all the way back in October of 2015. And he's talking here about Paul Ryan, but I don't want to get into that. That's, I think that was when Paul Ryan was a vice presidential candidate. But let me read something here. It says this, I've heard it over and over again. I've heard it from the kids too. Sometimes when they toast their father on his birthday or retirement or something like that, they get a bit soused and a bit of the truth sort of dribbles out of their mouths. And here's what they say. They say things like, I wish I knew him better. I wish he'd been home more. I wish he'd take me to the ball game. Here's to you, dad. They say, lifting a glass, whoever you are. I'm tempted to conclude that it is impossible to be a huge success and not have a kid somewhere who's, ha- who's sulking with resentment. I recently viewed The Diplomat, and this is the article here uh, saying this, and that's actually a great show, The, the Diplomat, HBO's upcoming documentary, and actually it's out by now, about the late Richard Holbrook. Uh, it takes you from the war in Vietnam to the war in Afghanistan. It lingers on uh, on the one in the Balkans that Holbrook ended with the Dayton Accords. Dick Holbrook was a sensational diplomat, but a lousy father. 
The documentary was made by his son, David, an accomplished filmmaker, and its real theme is a, ser- a son's search for his father. Holbrook was away so much. He was so busy. He was so distracted. He was so much in demand by the Washington, New York, Hollywood, Paris, Berlin set. Boy, what an amazing uh, life that would be, right? To be going between all those places. He knew everyone. Everyone knew him. Only his son did not. Sometimes I want to ask these guys who say they lament their rationed fatherhood, whether they are serious and they regret. So he's talking about talking to these men who've become very successful, but they're serious, you know, but they talk about regretting not being there for their kids enough. Are they really serious in that? That's what he's talking about. And then he goes on to say, I recently asked one if he would really have traded some business success for more time with his children. He hardly paused. No, he had to be who he was. He made it sound as if he had been in the grip of some powerful voice, like the one that brings salmon upstream to their spawning grounds. He had no guilt, just regret. What what could he do? Then the article asked, I'd love to ask his kids, or the article says, I'd love to ask his kids if they would have preferred more time with daddy over their trust fund. He goes on to say, I know that women have problems of their own when it comes to handling a career and motherhood, and those problems can be more stressful and even more painful than a man faces, right? They have to decide whether or when to have children or worry about the effect in their career. But I'm hearing more men talk the talk of fatherhood and say that they try to limit their workload and spend time with their kids. I suspect, though, that when the boss calls, when a deal is closing, when a promotion is in the offing, the kids still suffer. In some industries, people come home at five or six and then work some more. In others, they hardly come home at all. I'm reminded of a guy I've been reading in recent years or recent months, Charles Koch, and he has a he, he has a, a daily schedule, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Saturdays, at least years back, it was, uh, I think he'd be like 7 a.m. to 12 noon. And he would take Saturday afternoon off, Sunday off, and then uh, Sunday evening, he'd start getting ready for the week. But that's what's his day, you know, 12-hour day. So that's at least 60, uh, at least 65 hours a week, at least, right? And then he talked about he'd come home, eat dinner with his wife, work out, and then he'd go and work a little bit more and get up and do it all over again. And this guy's a m- massive billionaire, right? So it, I mean, but then you read a little deeper in some of the articles about him and it talks about his relationship with his daughter. Not very good. But would he go back to change that? I don't know. Would she want him to if she had a dad who was uh, poor and had no money, no trust fund that she could live off the rest of her life comfortably? Would she go back and say, Dad, I'd rather have you be there for everything than have all this money in the world? I don't know. If she were honest with herself, what would she say? I don't know. Years ago, and the article goes on to say, I wrote an article for a now defunct magazine about blue collar envy. My piece was largely about construction workers who at four o'clock or so would quit for the day. They could not take their work home with them. The boss never called. I know, of course, that their work is hard and dangerous, but I know too that they can coach little league or even have a pop or two without fearing they'll slur their words when the office calls. There is no office. And then it says a few other things about Paul Ryan and kind of, it kind of wraps up here. I, I've just, and I, again, I don't even know why I'm on the podcast talking about this. It's just something for you to think about. That, that's the reason why. I don't even have an answer to this because I would say this, if I'm being honest and my daughters were all on the podcast with me, they would certainly say they have sacrificed a lot so dad could be on this trip and this journey to becoming the man that I'm trying to become. So maybe this is just a realization. Maybe this is me using this time with you as therapy. I don't know. But it's something that we need to 
at least be faced with. Those of us who are on the podcast who are listening who are men, those of us who are you know, women, are, those of us who are parents and we brought children into the world, what is that responsibility that we have to them? You know, I think about these, you know, trust fund, you know, I don't want to call them kids because they're not kids. They, they, they might even be close to my age, but these trust fund people who had dads and moms who were massively successful, but were never present, but they've got this business that's now been handed to them and they have this trust fund and they've got money that they can live comfortable. And then I look at the opposite end, right? Or maybe one lower and I see myself who didn't have a father who built up any kind of a trust fund. He didn't have a father who really worked very much at all. My mom, my adopted mother supported our family. She was a teacher on a teacher's salary. That's hard work. I mean, I don't know how you keep a family of four going on a teacher's salary in Indiana. Now, luckily, they have retirement for the rest of their life. That's wonderful. They need that. They, you know, they should have that. But I had a dad who, and just, just, just based on paper, again, I love this man. We're all doing the best we can with the tools we have. But I would say he was not a good man or great man, right? He wasn't in the limelight with Winston Churchill and Gandhi. And, you know, Gandhi's another one. He was a great man, but, but not a good father. Nelson Mandela, a lot of stories about him being a great man, not a great father, okay? Um, so I guess it's just a question for you to consider because I look at my own father and he was not a great man and I would say he wasn't an exceptional father and I've paid the price for that. But if I had to choose between him being a better father or a, a better man, which one of what I have chosen? Well, where I'm sitting now, I'd say I, I'd, I'd rather have him be a better man. You know, I think, and maybe this is where I'm getting to on this podcast here. I think for men, it's really important that we stay on our purpose. I think for men, it's really important that we, uh, that we chase our purpose. And for any young man out there, stop chasing the women, start chasing your purpose. You know, if, if, and, I, and I'm saying this as somebody who I wish I would have known that in my late teens and, and all of my 20s, stop chasing women, chase your purpose, right? I think we are people who should be on our game trying to impact the world. Now, if a woman wants to as well, okay, right? I think there's a higher cost to pay, right? Because they're looking at maybe they want to be a mother, but they have to give up a lot more than maybe we as men do. But I think... By and large, if there's a choice, men should always be focused on their purpose, should always be focused on where they're going in life. And this means there's going to be sacrifice. And maybe, I guess maybe one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up is maybe it's a little bit of a comfort to know you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. Okay. There are people out there who are doing the best they can to impact the world, change the world. And they're wrestling just like you and I are wrestling. So maybe it's just a, you know, this is just a message to stay encouraged, be encouraged. I think it's very rare to be a great person and be a great parent at the same time. Typically, what you're going to have is someone who's not so great, maybe on the world scheme of things, but they're a great parent. There's a story about a guy who was very big in the evangelical world, uh, James Dobson. Now, I, I do not, I do not, I do not align with him in any, probably on almost anything almost anything, but he's been very influential in the white evangelical world. And I heard, I don't know if he wrote this or he talked about this, but I guess his father was, was kind of an up and comer. 
and he was uh, he was pastoring a big church, and he was he was you know he he was coming up the ranks, and um, then his son, who was the one who became famous and became very influential in that white evangelical space, uh, he started messing up started to have some issues. And his dad said, I'm walking away from everything. I'm walking away from my business, my success. I don't know if it was a pastor, church, whatever. He walked away from all of it. And he took a small church somewhere and said, I'm going to be home every night because I'm going to be a great dad. Now, we don't know what his name is. We know a son's name, James Dobson. So be curious. I'd be curious to know how James Dobson was as a, as a father. He's the guy that, that, um, who, who invented, who created the, uh, the show focus on the family and the products and the business focus on the family. So it'd be, I'd be curious to know what was he like as a father? I know of a lot of pastors out there who are impacting the world and their sons are, you know, their sons are really struggling because dad's out there kind of, you know, tra- you know, he's chasing impact and he's trying to make an impact and the son can't keep up and there's not enough time for the son. But I also realized that the world would be different if some of these great men didn't step up and do their thing, right? So maybe the point of this podcast is that there's always going to be a cost for the person that we want to become. There will always be a cost involved. Always. You can be a great man and a great father that's few and far between, or or maybe I should say a great woman and a great mother, but that's few and far between. You can be a great man or a great woman and not a great father or mother. Or you can be, and this is where none of us want to be, not a great father or mother, not a great man or woman. I think most of us probably live in that middle section there where we're trying to pursue purpose and we are a, uh, I guess maybe I should say that there's four categories. Maybe I should say great. Great person, great parent, not great person, but great parent, or a great person, not great parent, and then not great person, not great. So I guess there's four different categories in there. I think what we most of us are probably trying to be, if you're listening to this podcast, you're trying to become a great person, which means that there's going to be sacrifice there. And I just want you to know you're not alone. You know, this sounds kind of harsh, right? I also know this, that if my dad had been the dad I wanted him to be, and if my mom had been the mom I wanted her to be, I would not be becoming the man that I'm becoming today. And so for me, there's a sense of gratitude that, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's the dysfunction that kind of pushes us on to make an impact in the world around us. And I wouldn't change anything Right now, now if you'd asked me 20 years ago, it'd be different. Man alive, it'd be different. I was living a crazy life back then. But today, I don't know if I change anything to be the person I am. And so maybe you just need some encouragement out there to realize that, you know, if you're pushing for greatness, keep pushing. I think God, the universe, life, whatever it is, the higher power has placed that inside of you. I think you need to go for it. But it does mean that there will be a cost. And so maybe you want to consider the cost. You want to count the cost. I hope something, I hope you've gained something out of this today. 
You know, there's not a three point lesson in this. I, I don't have anything to say to you. I, I just wanted to bring this to your mind as a leader, as someone who's trying to transform the world. There's always going to be a cost. Are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to face the regret to be the person that you're trying to become? That's all I got for you. I'll see you on the next episode uh, on Prof. JC Leadership Podcast next Monday. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this three times every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to my podcast, the Prop JC Leadership Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart.com, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get your episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.